so much. I want to pass it over to do the uh, the old man and Happy Father's Day. I uh, appreciate you and hope that I can be a man like you with more hair. So. If you don't know, that is my youngest son, Zach, <clears throat> or formerly my youngest son, Zach, after that. No, I love you, son. Thank you so much. Yeah, well, welcome to Father's Day 2023. Thank you. We're, we're glad you're here. I love, love, love Father's Day. First of all, because Father, the whole idea of fatherhood is created by God for a purpose. There's a role, there's a purpose there, there's a, a reason for it, and I love celebrating that. And today, we're going to walk through some different kind of thoughts and viewpoints, and it's going to be a little bit fun. We're going to, I tell you what, for those of you dads, if you don't have one of these yet, donuts and bacon and a dad's root beer, we got some ladies going to pass these out. Dads, if you did not get one, raise your hand. Or ladies, if you would like one, raise your hand, because they're coming at you right now, okay? They're going to be walking down through. Pass those out for us if you didn't get one, because it's just a great way to celebrate Father's Day. What's better than bacon, donuts, and dad's root beer to wash it down with? Sounds good, right? Well, as we started thinking about fatherhood and we started looking around culturally at kind of what's going on in fatherhood, these Dr. Rick commercials kept coming up. Have you seen these for Progressive Insurance? Have you seen the commercials? I mean, you've got, you've got all this, this fictional psychiatrist trying to help us to unlearn what we've learned, some of the things from our parents. And maybe we start with this one. Watch okay, this. we're not going to ask for discounts on floor models, demos, or displays. Shopping malls can be a big trigger for young homeowners turning into their parents. You ever think about the storage operation a place like this must rely on? No. They just sell candles and they're making overhead? You know what kind of fish those are? No. Uh, don't be coy. <laughs> coy fish. It can be overwhelming. Think a second. Have we seen this shirt before? Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home an auto with us. But you know what? I'm still going to get it. Now, let me just ask you on that commercial, the shirt thing... My wife, every time I bring a new shirt home, she looks at me and says, don't you already have that shirt? And honestly, I have done that once. And it was like, well, I'm not taking it back. I already bought it. So I'll wear one one week and I'll wear the other one the next week and I won't have to do as much laundry. But we get into some of those kind of things that we make fun of dads for doing. I mean, we're supposed to celebrate Father's Day, right? We're supposed to be able to, to, to encourage and, and kind of build up our dads uh, on Father's Day, but sometimes it just doesn't work that way. Have you looked at the top 10 Father's Day's gifts for 2023? Have you seen these? Here it is, the top Father's Day gift for 2023. Are you ready? A bottle opener. <laughs> bottle opener. Really, thank you very much. You know, it's a bottle opener. Number two is a multi-tool. A multi-tool. You got a bottle opener and you got a multi-tool. If you're going to be MacGyver, you've got it covered right there if you know who he is. Number three, aviator classic sunglasses. 
I've got some of those. I love them. It's getting better, guys, right? I mean, that, that, that's definitely on the way up. Number four, it's a black stone griddle. I guess it's number four because you have to have a little bit of money to be able to buy that for your dad for Father's Day, but I like that one. Number five, Omaha Steaks. Maybe you have the Omaha Steaks on your Blackstone griddle while you're wearing your aviator sunglasses. Maybe that's the way it works. Um, (laughs) Number six is a heated razor. Okay, all right, we'll deal with that one. Number seven is a picture frame. No picture, just a frame, right? I mean, that, that's all you get, guys. Number eight is a watch. Thinking, are we late all the time? Is there something they're trying to insinuate here? Number nine is specifically a Nike duffel bag. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that one. And number 10 is a Father Moe's best t-shirt, M-O-W-S. That's what society thinks of us, guys. I don't know. That's what our families, because they did a poll to find out the best gifts. Just what every dad wants, right? We get to Father's Day, and, and think about your own dad just for a second, all right? Just picture him in your mind. Good feelings, bad feelings. In-between feelings. Think about your dad. How do you feel about that? What kind of emotions does it bring to your mind? What what does it do to your your thought process? I think we get to Father's Day, and and a lot of us, we just kind of start wondering what happened to the role of being a father. Because currently, I'm not sure where that's at. Currently, in our culture, I don't know where fatherhood actually stands. I don't think we have any idea who a dad is supposed to be, what a dad is supposed to do, what does the term mean, and if you know what a dad is, has your life been changed by one? Is your life different because of a man in your life that went by the name dad, father, papa, whatever you called him? Is it different because of that? You know, I I know these kind of days can be challenging for a lot of us. I I mean, a Father's Day event, I know, in a church sometimes can cause all kinds of emotions because maybe you did not grow up with a good dad. Maybe you didn't grow up with a dad at all. Maybe you grew up with a dad that, that was abusive. And I can't imagine the uncertainty that goes with that, with a dad that's not a good dad. But for today... Can we just kind of put those emotions down for just a few moments? Can we focus on the future of how you treat your kids or how you treat kids that may look up to you as a father-type figure right now? Can we put the things on hold and kind of look at what would be different if we change the role of fatherhood in our culture to be something positive? to be something people want to be, to be something that people look up to. Because don't forget this, God calls himself a father for a reason, because it's a role model. It's something that we need to aspire to as dads. Now, let let me ask you this question. What's the ideal picture of a dad for you? What is that? Give me one trait 
from an ideal dad? What would that be like for you? One trait. What is it? Present. That's an important comment right there. For a dad to be involved, to be present, to be there, to, to, to be part of what's happening every day in the lives. Somebody else, give me another trait for supportive, encouraging. What'd you say? Godly. Those are great terms. Being an example. Absolutely. What is it? Playful. Nice. Loving. Sober. Yeah, don't drink Charlie's beer out there. Let's, let's kind of leave that on the shelf for now, all right? We're going sober Father's Day today. You, you know, all of those things are really, really good. I, I mean, they just are. But when we start thinking about fatherhood and we start thinking about what a dad is, I don't think we have a clear picture of what that looks like. So uh, I read this article that said this. This guy said, there's something that many men grapple with, and it's always been a particularly nasty hurdle for me personally. My own father, who passed away when I was young, was a particularly great man who accomplished much in his life. And as for myself, I'm 18, I've done next to nothing, and it doesn't seem like I'm on the path of a champion. The desire to escape my dad's shadow drives me to succeed, but it also continues to be a source of anguish for me. I'm worried that I won't measure up. I, I guess that I'll be a comparative failure. And somebody responded to that post by writing this. First of all, don't be burdened by your father's greatness, but rejoice that such a man is your father. Secondly, you're 18. You're not supposed to have accomplished anything yet. I love that statement. Not supposed to have accomplished anything yet. I too live under my father's shadow, though I am, if you will forgive my lack of seeming modesty, a good man. He was the better man. But I also know in his heart of hearts, he felt the same way about himself and his father. Many of us live this way, feel this burden. We carry on. Succeed in your own name. Take pride in your success. Give thanks for the man who inspired and continues to inspire you and find your own path. Now, as a dad, do you feel like you are better than your dad was? Or do you feel like your dad had it all together? Can you ever live up to his accomplishments? Can you ever live up to who he is or who he was? Those are great questions. And if you had a good dad, that's a good struggle to have to have because you had the role model in your life. And some of us, we put expectations on ourselves as dads that don't need to be there, and then some of us don't put enough expectations on ourselves that do need to be there. I, I found this 12 traits of a man of God, and, and here are some of those. Number one is being bold, bold in your faith, bold in who you are, speaking what's true out there, being faithful, being dependable. Does that sound familiar to any of you? Dependability, being strong and courageous and truthful and sacrificial and pure and loyal and charitable and meek and wise. Those things are all there. And, and when, you, when you look at those things, they're part of who we are and they're great expectations for us to set for ourselves and some of us need to set some of those in our lives. We need to look at who we've been 
and who we need to be and see what needs to change. There's some big time shoes to fill in those, right? I mean, are you dependable? Are you reliable? Are you loyal? Are you supportive? Are you the things that you need to be to be a man of God? Are you showing Jesus in your life? I mean, sometimes we can start thinking about what we need to be and who we need to be and what we have not been in our past, and it can be absolutely overwhelming as a dad. And so sometimes we just have to revert back to something like this. What's he doing? He's cleaning the trash cans. Oh, boy. Meeting a new young homeowner for the first time is a unique challenge. So you think you can help? I can try. Hey, what you doing? Ah, just cleaning my trash cans. Wow. It's important to build trust. See, you put your address and phone number on here. Well, you can never be too safe. With trash? Progressive can't protect you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with us. Don't look at the hedges. They're a mess. No one's looking at the hedges. All right, does anybody do that? I just want to know, anybody, do you clean your trash cans? Yeah, thank you, Charlie, for raising your hand at that one. Nobody else is brave enough. Yeah, some of you are out there squirting them down, making sure they're all clean for trash. That's a great question. I, I love it. You know, you, you look at some of the things that we do and how we do those and why we do those. There are all kinds of probably psychological reasons <laughs> that we may do something like that. Charlie, sit down, counseling session later. I, I don't know. But uh, think back to your dad, right? Was your dad a good dad? Yeah. My dad was a great dad. Now, he did not have a great dad, at least not one that he was very proud of. My granddad was a hard-working, hard-living, hard-drinking man. He was a foreman in a coal mine, ran, operated heavy equipment. And as long as I was alive, my granddad had suffered the effects of having several strokes. And so he would sit on his porch, which was on the main street in a small town, and People would walk by and they'd talk to him and they'd sit on the porch and, and visit for a long time. Now, he wasn't able to do a whole lot, but one thing he was really good at is he could ring a bell with the best of them. Had a little bell sitting on a table beside his chair. Now, here's what, whenever I would go to visit my granddad, he would ring the bell once. This was my job. Are you ready? I would go and get a beer out of the refrigerator and bring it to him. I would get a dollar for doing that, all right? I told you he's an hard, he was a hard-drinking guy. I would walk out of there just in beer money as a kid. Great, great, I don't know, advantage in being a bartender if I chose to do that. My career path's a little different, but, you know, he'd give me, I'd walk out of there with 15, 16 bucks a day from going and getting beers for him. Now, he'd ring the bell twice, and I'd run and get him a pack of cigarettes out of the cabinet <laughs> open them up, get him a lighter, and take it and set it on his table beside where he sat all day long. That was my childhood. If you wonder why I'm messed up, that's probably part of it, but I was making some money anyway as, a, as an elementary school type kid. It was just interesting. Now, there wasn't much that my dad and my granddad had in common. It just wasn't. The first time I saw my dad cry was when he got the call in the middle of the night that my granddad had passed. And that picture still is in my mind. Because no matter what connection there is, guys, you need to understand, there is a deep respect 
for you as a dad from your kids. Whether you've been a good dad or a bad dad, that is always going to be there. It will be there and it's important. And it's important that you know how your kids view you and you live a life worthy of their honor and their respect. Now, again, because things were, uh, were, were different between uh, my dad and, and my granddad, my dad did take on some of the same roles that my granddad did, though. My dad took on the, the workaholism, which came from being in a, you know, a blue-collar type working environment for my granddad, working every day of the week you know, in the mines and, and operating heavy equipment. And my dad, he was so proud that he had not had a sick day in over 30 years of work. Now, was he sick? Absolutely. Did he take a sick day? No, because that was part of his core value is he was going to show up every day to work, he was going to work hard, and that's what he did for his family. Now, that was before he got cancer. After cancer, he had to take a lot of them. But my dad was completely different from my granddad in many ways. Number one, my dad loved Jesus. And my dad made sure that we knew how important his faith was to him. He lived it out 24 hours a day in front of us, even though he worked a lot. His life was centered around, we moved to the town we moved to because of the church that was there. We did what we did because of the activities and events of the church. The church was a core part of my dad's life and his faith, and he was a great role model for that in our lives. I'm just not sure he ever felt that way about himself, like he was a good role model like he did anything that, that impacted us for the good. And the problem is, as dads, we try to do everything we can. And here's one of the problems with fatherhoods, especially in our culture. We try to do everything we can, and not that you want a pat on the back, and not that you want to, hey, thanks for doing this, but wouldn't it be nice occasionally to get a, thanks, Dad, love you. That was great. You don't get a thanks for being faithful. You don't get a thanks for being reliable. You don't get a thanks for, for being there through all the difficult times. You don't get a thanks for being the strong support system that most dads are in their families, and yet families fall apart without that role as part of them. Dads, you're needed. Dads, you're important. Dads, we love you. Dads, thank you for what you do. No one else may ever say that to you. I'm telling you now, thank you, because you make a difference. You make an impact. Nobody appreciates that, but thank you. Now, once you have kids of your own, things start to change. How many of you have adult children? Raise your hand. Yeah, anything changed once they became adults? Maybe even not once they became adults, once they had kids of their own, then you start to realize, oh, this is not an easy thing being a dad. It's certainly not an easy thing being a godly dad, right? It's not an easy thing setting moral standards and helping them live their lives in that way. You don't get that until you become a father, you look through the Bible and you see the book of Proverbs and it's Solomon writing wisdom to his son for a lot of it, trying to pass on good, godly advice like Proverbs 1-7. It 
He says this to his son. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In other words, if you're going to instruct your kids, the first thing you instruct them in is the fact that God is there. God's the creator. God loves you. God wants to help you and direct you and guide you. That's where you start your life. That's where you start your wisdom is by realizing that. Dads, you need to realize that too. Here's another one, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to Him, and He will make your paths straight. Dads, you don't have to have all the answers, but you have to know the one that does have the answers, which is Jesus. You don't have to be able to fix everything, but you do have to be able to go to the one that can fix everything, which is Jesus. You need to bring your kids along that path. You need to bring them along life in that way so they can be good. They can have productive lives later on. I love Proverbs 22, 6, because this is, dads, it's for us. Start children off the way they should go, and even when they're old, they'll not turn from it. Dads, I know life can be desperate at times when your kids are in different ages and different stages. Don't give up. Don't give up. Life is hard. Kids challenge you. That's how God created them. Don't give up. Be the kind of godly father they need. Watch this. This book has helped me reach so many young homeowners who have become their parents. Hey, what's the lowest you'll go on one of these mugs? Well, remember, no haggling in stores. Ah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. chapter six, yep. They may have read the book, but they still have a long way to go. So hoping to get your John Hancock on there. Well, let's just call it a signature. I noticed there weren't any refreshments, so I'm just gonna leave a couple of snackies. Folks, the line's a shambles. Let's tuck it in, sir. Come on. Come on. Okay. Oh, right. Progressive can't Three protect steps. you from becoming your parents, but we can protect your home and auto when you bundle with okay. us. we don't need a line monitor. Oh, guys, I am so that guy that puts people in the lines. That's, that's just me. I can't stand the, the unorder of things. Like when you're out somewhere like that, and haggling is part of my DNA. I want to haggle everywhere I go, every store I go into. It's just me. That's why I say these videos are really bringing me down. Anyway, <laughs> here's my key phrase out of that one that I loved. They may have read the book, but they still have a long way to go. That's true with us as Christ followers. We may have read the scripture. We may have read the Bible. We may have heard what it says. But to be honest, we still have a long way to go. And the same thing is true in how we raise our children. We may know the right things to do, but we still have a long way to go. Here's the challenge. Our kids are always changing. Our kids are always growing. And because our kids are changing and growing, we need to be able to change and grow with them. Now, the, the, the basic premises remain the same, right? I mean, these are the rules. These are the standards. These are God's guidelines. These are what have to happen. But how you explain those and use those and build those into the lives of your kids have to change with each individual kid. And that's hard, Because first of all, to understand that means that you're going to have to change. And change is never easy. Change hurts. 
you ever found yourself sitting in your easy chair, Dad, saying something like this, this is going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me? Your dad ever say that, maybe? Quiet, I'm watching the ball game. We get wrapped up in sports. It's just the way it is sometimes. Don't forget to check the oil. I am so guilty of that one. Like anything to do with the car, tire pressure, oil. Have you seen this? That's just me, right? Um, Bring back all the change. I still have to say that to my grown kids, by the way. Um, (laughs) When I was your age, I walked five miles to school every day, and it was uphill both ways in three feet of snow. That may be true for some of you, right? You're going and you will have fun. Ooh, anybody say that one lately? Be quiet. Can't you see I'm trying to think? And the last one is this. Why? Because I said so. That's why. That's the end of the story. I don't care what your excuse or reasoning is. I said so, so that's the way it is. So just do it. Guys, we have to see our kids as living, growing up beings that we need to lead and love and discipline. And, 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 and that's just difficult. Now, it's hard to balance for me personally. It's hard to balance being a person, being a pastor, being a dad. I mean, I've done everything I could do to raise my kids to be loving, healthy, godly individuals. That was my goal for them when they were growing up. They're all grown. They're all married. They're all adults. And one of the things that I get to do now is stay out of the way as much as I possibly can, which isn't always easy, while they make mistakes and while they fall down and when they figure out how to stand back up. And as I'm there to give advice as they need advice going through life. That's one of the joys of fatherhood. Same thing our Heavenly Father does for us. He's not going to correct us to the point where He's going to change. He's going to let us fail, make mistakes, and then go, okay, I blew this. How do I change? What do I do? How do I make this right? And He's going to be there for us when we come to Him. Ephesians 6 says this, Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Any of you have young kids and want to tattoo that on your forehead right now? It's an important one. Don't forget it. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on this earth. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Any children ever want to tattoo that on your foreheads? When your dad's making you mad, there it is. All right, Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. You need to understand these things about being a godly man, about how to react in certain situations and scenarios, and understand that you need to change how you interact with your kids as they change and grow and develop. Watch this next. To you, it may just be an elevator. Here goes nothing. But for a young homeowner becoming their parents, it's a learning opportunity. Come on in. (laughs) The more the merrier. Paris, huh? (laughs) Bonjour. We got any out-of-towners in the elevator? Tom, it is not easy. Tenth floor, huh? Must be a heck of a view. Okay, 
See how everyone else is facing this way? Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto with us. Okay, that was terrible. Okay, let's hang back. We're going to try that again. <laughs> uh, again, you don't want to be on an elevator with me because I'm going to find your whole life story out before you get to the second floor. That, that's the way it works. Those are my conversation starter type points, right? I mean, I don't typically turn around and face everyone and talk to them, but if there's a cool t-shirt on, I'm talking about it. You know, if I, if I can squeeze some information out of someone, that's just what I do. How do you connect? How do you connect to the people around you? And how, dads, do you connect to your kids? Such an important concept. First of all, you've got to notice them. You can't ignore them. You can't just walk by them. You need to look at who they are as individuals. And I know, I raised three boys, I know, I know it's not easy if you have more than one kid to mess up their names when you yell at them. Right? Anybody else do that? Have you been guilty of messing up their names? Yeah. I used to yell at my middle son, Jake, and call him Caleb, my oldest son's name, Zachary, my youngest son's name, and Jackery, before I would ever get to the name Jake. Right? You just call them everything until you're trying to figure out what their name is. And as dads, we have to look at our kids as individuals and say, I notice you. I see you. I know who you are, right? I know what they like. I, I, I know what they, they don't like. Tell me one thing about your second child that they hate. Think about it. You don't have to say it out loud. One thing your second child hates. Is there something? Can you think of something that they hate? Dishes. <laughs> what does your second child hate? How about this? What does your first child love? See, that's easier for me. My, my, my second son, he's, he's pretty laid back. He goes with the flow, you know, whatever. He, he, he can do that. My oldest son, what he loves is pretty apparent. You know, he loves art. He's an incredible artist. That's what he, he's a teacher, a high school teacher. He loves it. He, he loves his daughter. Those are things that he loves, that you know that he loves. Now, dads, no matter how much they make fun of you, no matter how many mistakes you make as a dad, no matter how hard it gets to try to live a godly life in front of your kids, never, 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 never stop. Whether you feel appreciated or not, Continue being the best dad that you can be. Whether you feel loved or not, continue being the best dad that you can be. Whether you think anybody notices or not, continue being the best dad, the best role model, the best surrogate for someone in your life that you can be. Never give up. Help those kids look down the road to what their future holds. Encourage them, support them, direct them. Pray. Have you prayed for those kids that are part of your life? I mean, pray. have you prayed for a godly spouse for them? Has anybody ever done that? I believe God answers prayers. 
I believe it starts from the time that they're young. You pray for a godly spouse because a godly spouse will make a huge impact on who they are, who they become, and what their life turns out like. Pray for a godly spouse for your child. Never stop praying for godly friends for them, no matter what age they are. Have you noticed how your friends' friend groups determine a lot about how they turn out, what they do, how they do it? It's just reality. Pray for godly friends to be in their, in, in their circles. Pray for godly friends to impact and influence them in godly kind of ways that they can do that as well. Some of us have just missed out on finding this elusive thing called fatherhood because we've quit. Don't give up. Never give up. It doesn't matter whether you were raised with a good dad, raised with no dad, raised with an abusive dad. It doesn't matter. Never give up influencing your children and the children in your life for good. One of my high school friends, and high school has been a long time ago, one of my high school friends wrote this last year. He put it on Facebook. He said this. He said, Father's Day. I really do love it. It's 24 hours in which I'm always absolutely certain of my purpose here on this earth. As a child, Father's Day for me was, well, just another cruel reminder of missed opportunities. Unfortunately, I had no positive father-son experiences growing up. I've never had goosebumps fondly recalling a hallmark moment with a dad, but there's no point to rehash the turmoil and pain of my obstacle-filled childhood, and he had a horrible childhood. I found out many years afterwards that I was avoiding and running from the feelings associated with the lack of love, bonding, and companionship with a father. I, I thought I'd let it all go as I matured, but it was actually festering in and eating at my soul, and the realization smacked me firmly in the face as an adult. So I addressed it, looked it right in the face, and I continued to do so. Shining light on the darkness takes away its power. I've grown from going into the shadows, and every time I venture there, I grow just a little bit more. The suffering, that ache, and the resulting understanding that came from dealing with it has given me an uncanny ability to empathize with and love others like I never thought possible. That initial weakness is now a strength. So here I sit today as a father with three wonderful sons of my own. Ben's 21, Luke is 18, Max is 8. The heart-building father-son experiences I have with my boys are too numerous to count. That is awesome. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them. They know my love is unending and sincere. They're experiencing a literal, complete flip from what I saw in my own childhood. I was present for the birth of all three of the boys, and I cried when they first squinted at me with their sweet eyes, and I was amazed at their screams when their tiny lungs first filled with air. It was electric all three times. God was there too. I know it. He changed me in those moments. Those whispered first breaths of air were God's whispers to me three times, gently telling me this is love. This is fatherhood. This is healing. I'm also still connected to my father and my stepfather, 
both of whom are now deceased. I believe both of them are receiving and giving love in a place where they finally found the father-son love they missed out on in their time here on this planet. My missed opportunities were very much theirs too. I feel sorry for them because I now get to experience every day what they missed out on. I will undoubtedly always be connected to my three sons. They have my blue eyes. They have my sense of humor. They have my heart. I know they'll find their souls just like I found mine as they walk along a much more gentle path than the one I took. The moments, that's where it's at. They don't have to be complex to be spectacular. Every moment has a miracle in it when you're aware and the painful growth I felt as a young boy, especially on Father's Day, has helped me learn how to be aware, to see the miracles, especially those involving my own and other children. There's much more to come, too. The potential is infinite, and I can assure you that I will fully participate in and be aware of it all. Being a father, it's spectacular. I'm sure I'm not a perfect dad, but I'm sure that the love I've blessed, I'm blessed with when giving and receiving as a father is perfect. It's God-given. I accept it, and I'll never let go of it to Ben, to Luke, to Max, to anyone who needs some fatherly love. I'm all in on this dad thing. Can anybody else connect to that? Does anybody else here have those experiences, feel the pain that maybe he's felt in his life and turned it around to make a positive impact on your families? If not, it's not too late. Don't give up. I know some of you have children that have walls built up uh, against you. Never stop trying to tear those down. I know some of you are challenged with a dad that's not a good person, that has not been part of your life. Never stop reaching out just to build a relationship. And it doesn't have to be a close one. You just have to mend that fence so that you can be the kind of father you need to be to your children. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up because our Heavenly Father never gave up on us and that's the example that we have. I'm going to ask you to stand with me right now. I'm going to pray over you. And if some of you, I don't know, maybe there's a need in your life. Maybe there's something that we can help connect you with in a better way or help you to heal. We'll have a couple prayer warriors down front. But after I'm done with this prayer, time to go home and celebrate Father's Day. Father God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us more than we can ever even realize. God, thank you for being there for me personally. Thank you for giving me a dad that I could look up to and love. Thank you, God, for being a dad that I can love and that loves me. We love you, Jesus, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Happy Father's Day. Take some donuts and bacon and dad's root beer on your way out, guys. Great to see you all.